The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello and welcome, everyone, to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose of our show is for awakening souls, developing intuition, and fulfilling purpose. This show is our 15th episode, and we are calling it Living by Intuition, Your Personal Guidance System. Today, we have for you a very special treat. Our first guest ever on our show is not only a remarkable man and a pioneering multiple award-winning filmmaker, he and his wife, Jennifer, have become very dear friends of ours over the past three years. Ever since he called up Michael on the phone out of nowhere and ended up interviewing Michael for a film he was making. Our guest today, Bill Bennett, hails all the way from Australia and is a renowned writer, producer, and director of feature films and documentaries. In a distinguished career spanning over 30 years, he's won Australia's equivalent of the Oscar for Best Picture and Best Director and has been nominated a further 12 times. He's also been awarded Australia's equivalent of the Emmy for Most Outstanding Documentary, twice. His films have been distributed through several Hollywood studios, as well as have been screened at some of the most prestigious film festivals. He's had his film in official selection at New York Film Festival, as well as two of them in official selection at the Cannes Film Festival. He won the Golden Globe for Best Picture at the Kalavavari Film Festival and had three major international retrospectives, including the Chicago Museum of Arts Film Center. And that just scratches the surface of the filmmaking side of Things for Bill. Earlier this year, Penguin Random House published Bill's first novel, called The Palace of Fires, Initiate, a wonderful page-turner of a metaphysical thriller, the first in a trilogy. The second book is slated for publication this September, and the third will be released next year. In addition, Bill is currently finishing up his book about his latest film, PGS, Intuition is Your Personal Guidance System, while also working on his Journal of a Journey, The Making of an intuitive movie to be published later this year. We can go on and on about what Bill seems to do in his (laughs) spare time, but today we ask him to share with us some of his views and insights and wisdom gained over the past 19 years or so since he embarked upon his profound transformational journey about not only what intuition is, why he so fervently pursued answers about its nature and purpose, but especially about what living by intuition means to him now. And of course, we'll talk about the new movie, PGS, Intuition is Your Personal Guidance System. Bill Bennett, welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Thank you, Raphael. That's um that's a frightening introduction. <laughs> and it's makes awesome. it makes me makes me seem so old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you're not. Welcome, Bill. Oh, lovely to talk to you, Mike. <laughs> it's great to have you on your show. And, you know, it's uh, speaking of being old, we're the same age. So you can't be that old. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, but you've died. You've died five times. You know, you're, you're a bit ahead of me on the curve. They keep, keep kicking him back here, though. Yes, right. but I haven't become a zombie yet, so <laughs> we're in good shape. Uh, yeah, you must have started making films when you were three years old. Absolutely, <laughs> um, absolutely. I wish I had. I'd probably be better at it by now. <laughs> oh, it's amazing, you know. You know, our show is about living the miracle. That's what we call it. And I've often said that we can't live the miracle, which is the life of spirit here on earth, if we don't first live by intuition. And Bill, I've known you now for like three years. Well, (laughs) actually, we've known each other and been friends for lifetimes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're even older yeah. than we think <laughs> that's probably a conversation for another show and or another I, lifetime or another lifetime <laughs> <laughs> now that's funny yes we'll see what kind of radio shows or if they even have them in the next <laughs> lifetime but uh, I've seen you live by intuition a great deal of the time when we're together and I also know that you've experienced many, many miracles because you follow your intuition. And of course, a miracle is any kind of event or experience that wasn't really planned and it's not expected. So, but it it really, every miracle provides some kind of an answer or solution to something we've been needing or seeking. So, Bill, would you... Share with our listeners, and now some 46 countries listening today, one of those miracles you've experienced because you are following your intuition. Well, I think probably the, the most profound miracle really is that, um, is that I heard a, a voice some 18, 19 years ago while I was driving. I was actually working in New Orleans. And I was heading to the airport. There was a green light up ahead. It was very early in the morning. And I, and this voice said, slow down. And I wasn't the person then that I am now, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, and, uh, and of course, I ignored the voice because I just thought, that's just too weird. Maybe I imagined it. I went to speed up so that I got through on the green light. And the voice kicked in again more emphatically the second time. It said once again, slow down. I did slow down. And then out of nowhere, a huge truck ran a red light coming out from my right on a cross street and hurtled through the intersection. It just missed me. Now, had I not slowed down, the truck would have would have crashed into me, would have killed me. I've got no doubt about that at all. And that voice really was, that was a miracle. Yes. And that got you started on this new journey and that's 18, 19 years ago. And since then, um, you've been more and more. So you say you weren't the same person you are now. You did. You lived differently back then. How did you? How did you arrive at living this new way? Which, as I know you, you follow your intuition, and you do all kinds of. You make very important decisions in life, because, oh. Intuitively, you know, it needs to be this way, even though everybody else says, no, go the other way, or everyone else says, that's not the right thing to do. But you know, this is the correct path to take. So you're living like that now. How long did it take, and and how did you arrive at that way of living? Well, I have to say, it it didn't happen fast. But, you know, it's interesting, Michael, now, now that I know what I know about intuition, I can look back on my life and really from a very early age, um, I now recognize that intuition tried to steer me. And at times, yes. at times I, I, I guess, <laughs> intuitively or instinctively went with it, often, uh, you know, often at odds to advice from others. And on the occasions that I did that, you know, people would say I'd probably be, you know, stubborn or pig-headed or whatever. But <laughs> the times that I would, I would do that, things worked out. And the times that I didn't, 
um, things didn't work out to the extent that, you know, I went into relationships that um, broke up. I went into career paths that went nowhere. Um, I went into endeavors that uh, where I end up losing money, things like that. And on the on the occasions when I I did follow that intuitive uh, ping, if you like, mm-hmm. um, think things things worked out far far more surprisingly, far better than I ever thought. But you see, at that point in my life, I didn't understand that. I just was kind of like, um, you know, a, a kid in a in a supermarket wheeling a trolley with a blindfold on. <laughs> you, know, you know, I was sort of crashing into aisles and, you know, and all of yep. that kind of thing. Um, essentially what happened was that after that, after I heard that voice, I, it took me a long time to really kind of process that. Mm-hmm. And what I, what I determined was I wanted to know what that voice was. I wanted to know where it came from, and I wanted to know why it saved my life. And that really started me off on this extraordinary journey, which has led me to where I am right now. But I, I've got to say, I, I started the film as a skeptic. My, both my parents were dentists. My brother is a vet. My two sisters are both in the medical professions. I started off, in fact, I graduated from high school and went into uh, medicine. So I, I, I sort of started out with a very evidence-based background and medicine and I didn't really get along. <laughs> so I, and so I, I, um, I like to say that I sashayed into writing and via journalism. Mm-hmm. And, um, but that only reinforced this kind of skeptical approach to life, this almost cynical approach to life. It didn't sit comfortably with me, and so I then moved from journalism across to filmmaking. But when I when I started the film, that was my background. I was a skeptic. I wasn't a believer. I'd never read any spiritual books as such. Um, but through the making of the film and coming in contact with the extraordinary people that I met through the making of the film, including yourself and Raphael, <laughs> um, things changed and you in fact Michael are one of the big biggest agents for for that change uh, which we can talk about but um, but I gotta say uh, you know I was talking to my wife Jennifer about this the really big changes didn't happen until I got into editing because mm-hmm. while I was making the film I was sort of focused and intent and you know on, on collecting these wonderful interviews but then when I got into the editing room, and I spent two years editing this movie, I spent three years shooting it and two years editing it, um, each day I would go backwards and forwards over the various interviews. And as you know, the film features people like Carolyn Mace, James Van Prague, Judith Orloff, um, Hindu saints, even the Prince of Bhutan. Mm-hmm. You know, so I had this, I was in this very privileged position where I was able to study study the wisdom and absorb the wisdom of these extraordinary people. And that's when the real change came, in fact, in, in the editing. So now the film is completed and I'm a vastly different person to the one that I started out at. Yes. And, and uh, do you, are you happier than the person you started off as? Oh, there's no doubt about that, yeah. Yeah, isn't <laughs> Yeah, one of the reasons I'm happier is because I've largely let go of fear, mm. um, which you think, well, how is that possible? Because fear is so much embedded in, you know, in the way that we live. But, but if you get to a point where you really firmly believe in guidance, then what is there to be scared of? True, yes. Yes. Absolutely. And it also seems like a, sort of a spiritual shortcut when you listen to your intuition. Well, you're right. You're absolutely right, Raphael. You know, it's really interesting because because a lot of people try and complicate intuition. And, you know, I've read a lot of books now on, mm-hmm. on the subject and, um, <coughs> pardon me, some of them are very esoteric and, and very weighty and heady and so forth. You know, but, but you and Raphael, Michael, um, have the extraordinary ability to be able to take all of these quite complex, esoteric, 
um, concepts and distill them down into a way that you can make them accessible to people, you know, through your radio show and through your book and through your teachings and so forth. Um, and that's certainly what I've tried to do with this film is, is to take stuff that, you know, if you read Alice Bailey or Madame Blavatsky or some of these, um, you know. Heavy hitters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very, very dense writing, yeah. Even Course in Miracles is dense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, a lot of people kind of um, cut off intuition because of this, because they think it's so hard. Yes. But, actually, but what, what I've learned from you and from some of the other people in the film is that actually it's really easy. Mm-hmm. It comes down to very, very simple principles. And, and did you come to a conclusion or at least a work in progress of what those simple keys to, to make intuition an easy way to live for anyone? Have you well, figured that out? Um, look, I believe I have. I think one of the first things is to acknowledge that intuition exists. Mm-hmm. I think acknowledging intuition as a functioning system that we can use, and it is, it's there within every one of us. You know, it's, yes. not, it's not like some people are intuitive and other people aren't. That, that's an absolute nonsense. We're all intuitive. It's just that some have uh, a greater sensitive, sensitivity to it. Some have developed it like a muscle and have, uh, have a stronger relationship with it and so forth. But we all have it. The second thing is that you've got to be willing to work with it and, mm-hmm. uh, and allow, it, allow it to work with you. And then yes. we go into the, the issue of trust. Um, once, you've, once you acknowledge that it exists, once you're willing to work with it, you've then got to trust it. Because yes. if you don't trust it, then the whole thing is just a total waste of time. And, exactly. Yeah. And, and trust brings in all of these issues of fear. Um, Back you know, to fear which, again. Which we touched on before, exactly. Yes. You know, and, and, and fear is the biggest inhibitor to intuition that I'm aware of. Yes. So it, it's, um, you know, most people are terrified of going with their intuition, going with their gut, going with their heart, because it's asking them to step into the unknown. But within the unknown is where true discovery lies, where true creativity lies, where your full potential as a human being lies. It doesn't lie in the past. It doesn't lie within logic or rational thinking. That only keeps you mired in the past. You know, yes. it's, it's what I call, you know, drawing from your own personal archives. I mean, yeah. who, wants, who wants to, you know, keep on rehashing what you know and what you've learned, learned from before? You know, true originality, true, true discovery lies along the intuitive path. But a lot of people are terrified of that because it means stepping off the ledge and hoping that there's going to be a safety net there. Invariably, yes. <laughs> invariably there is because spirit, source, the creator, whatever you want to call it, is not going to let you fall. Exactly. They, spirit makes you fly. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a great image, isn't it, of, of taking that leap of faith is really a leap of intuition as well. And, and you're absolutely amazing in bringing out this, well, you yourself is are remarkable creative man. And without that intuition, you wouldn't have been able to make any of your movies, write any of your books, because intuition is what allows us to tap into that inner creativity and bring some originality. It's, it's not, uh, like you said, rehashing the past. It's bringing in the new. And you made this, you know, I have a question about this absolutely remarkable 83-minute feature documentary that you made. I consider it a masterpiece. And you titled it PGS, standing for Personal Guidance System. A little play on the GPS. Yeah. And I love that because I haven't heard, I don't think I've ever heard anybody else call intuition a system. You know, uh, we, we all who live by intuition look at intuition as guiding us, but nobody ever talked about it in terms of it being a personal system of guidance. 
could you could you talk about you know how did you come about this seeing intuition as a system um look that's a really really good question and uh, you know, I'd like to think that it came, you know, as a, a flash of, um, you know, like an epiphany. <laughs> it actually didn't. Um, it, it, it took me a long, many, many years of reading and thinking about intuition and trying to understand what intuition is and how it works with us to, to kind of come, come to this realization that it is a system. Um, what I believe, what I believe, uh, Look, one of the reasons why I call it PGS, number one, it is personal. Intuition isn't, um, it's not this sort of um, generic thing that applies as a template to everybody. Intuition connects with each person individually uh, in a very personal way. And what works for some persons, some people doesn't work for others. Yes. What I believe is this, I believe that we have a purpose in life. We are born. We are born. In, we are incarnated into this physical form to have a purpose in life. And what our intuition does is, it's the navigational system that keeps tries to keep us on our on our path, on our purpose. You see, we've got systems like our immune system that keeps us, um, you know, fights disease. Our circulatory system that um, keeps the blood pumping around our body, our digestive system, and so forth. Why don't we have a system that actually guides us through life? I, I believe we do, and I believe it's our intuition. And I yes. believe it is as, as legitimate a functioning system in our body as all of those other physical systems that we know of. It's just that it works within the energetic, metaphysical realm. And because of that, Western science won't acknowledge it. But Eastern mystics and, and Eastern healers and so forth, have been acknowledging it for thousands of years. That's right. Bill, yes. we're coming up on our first break right now, and we mm-hmm. just hold that thought. Hold that thought. <laughs> if you don't mind, and we will Absolutely. get right back to that. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Look among the stars Life is bigger than it seems Get inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. sometimes feel powerless over your own life? Does it seem like you're living for someone else, unsure of what your purpose is, or if you even have an important voice? It's time to take back that control. Tune in to Empowered with Des and Jen. They've been in the same place and have learned to regain control of their lives. They also feature amazing guests who share experiences of how they have found success. Start on your journey by listening Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you desire to have the happiest, healthiest, most abundant life possible? Free from emotional hurt and pain and full of physical, spiritual and emotional health and healing? Listen for Surviving to Thriving. Denitra Gary, your clinical social worker, takes you on a journey of knowing who you are from God's perspective as she gains insights from counselors, speakers, and educators to give you knowledge into who God created you to be. Tune in Wednesdays at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you're ready for big changes in less than one month's time, 
You're ready to tune in for Radical Change Now with Dr. Mary Oz. It's where healing meets the law of attraction in an engaging package. You'll hear from guests and callers as they share their stories, offer solutions to life's challenges, and much more. With Dr. Mary's approach, even a child could effectively learn and apply the concepts discussed on each week's show. Listen live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. We hear, just be you, a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time to live the life of inner peace that you deserve. Tune in every week for Sacred Exploration with host Lisa Tremont Oda. You can discover the you that has been kept hidden all this time. Show off your personal gifts to the world. Lisa and her guests will combine health and spirituality to bring you the experience that you've been waiting for. You'll enjoy this journey every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's sure to be a nourishing experience. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Today we are talking about living by intuition, your personal guidance system with wonderful filmmaker Bill Bennett as our guest. Yes, and before the break, Bill was telling us about, you know, how he came about to think of, to look at the use of intuition and living by following his intuition as a type of system. So, Bill, it's like, um, uh, just like on the physical level, uh, since you were headed toward being a medical doctor way back uh, many moons ago. <laughs> in history. In your previous <laughs> incarnation. Um, it's, it's like, the you know, in the body, there's the circulatory system, the nervous system, uh, the digestive system, and so forth and so on. Those are all systems that are distinguishable from one to the other. And so intuition as your personal guidance system is also distinguishable from other systems of mm, communication and and being able to extract information from things. And so um, as you've been, you know, you at the right before we went into the break, you were talking about the in the Western scientific mindset that's not really looked upon because they haven't figured out a way to measure intuition or or take a picture of it, or put it in a test tube. But in the East, in Eastern mysticism, and in many different cultures in the East, it's been studied and really written up about. And there's, there's, uh, for example, many cultures use what, the, at least in India, is called the chakra system. Uh, is that a little bit close to what you're talking about in terms of the intuition coming through uh, a visible, if you're clairvoyant, uh, visible on an energetic level, these energy centers and, and circuits and all of that, as well as how you use it. Well, I'm, I'm writing, as you mentioned in your intro, I'm writing a book of the film at the moment. And one of the things that I'm looking at is this that uh, intuition is often called the GPS of the soul. So I'm drawing and in trying to understand and 
write about how intuition works. What I'm doing is I'm drawing an analogy between how a GPS works, you know, like a GPS in your car, mm-hmm. and how intuition works. So with a GPS, you've got satellites up above, um, and let's say with a GPS system, you've got a bunch of satellites, and they triangulate and all that. Let's just say there's one satellite up above. So that satellite has uh, overall knowledge and uh, information. Mm-hmm. And uh, so so it's got this overview. It's up in the heavens. It sends data packages down to a device in your car. So let's call those data packages messengers. And then you've got the device in your car, which um, decodes and encodes those messages and it, it presents as information to you. That is your guidance. The device is where you get your guidance. Yes. So, okay, so let's apply that analogy then to the intuitive uh, PGS system. Let's say that uh, the equivalent of uh, those satellites up above is source. Mm-hmm. Or you could call it the universe or the creator or, or whatever, but let's say that's source. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the, the, the equivalent of the data packages, what I call the messengers. Well, that can, can be angels, it can be guardian angel, it can be a higher mm-hmm. self. Yes. Um, you know, the quantum physicists can put it in those terms as well. They can talk about um, uh, quantum entanglement and mm-hmm. uh, unified field theory and so forth. And then you've got uh, the equivalent of the device in the car, which is a TomTom or a Garmin or your cell phone or whatever. You know, which uses software. Yes. Um, I believe the PGS equivalent of that is your third eye pineal gland mm-hmm. um, and the entire energetic system within your within your body, the chakra systems. Yes. So when people say, and I'm Michael, I'm <laughs> I'm paraphrasing this from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do this in Q and A's, and you're not there, so I can get away with it. <laughs> but. Um, when people say that they, they have a gut feeling, it's because they do physically feel it in their gut. What's happened is that they've got these messengers from source via, via you know, whatever system, whether it's angels or, um, you know, uh, Holy Spirit or whatever you want to call it. And that comes through the outer energetic system into the inner energetic system through, I believe, the portal of the third eye pineal, uh, pineal sort of... Um, a grouping, mm-hmm. um, and then it and then it works its way through the energetic system, and it connects once again on a personal level. If somebody is more prone to to feeling things in their gut, it's going to connect through that gut chakra into the biology of of yourself of of the human being, mm-hmm. and you are going to get a gut a gut feeling. Yes. So saying I I had a gut feeling about something. It's because it, it is actually manifesting physically in your body through your gut. Exactly. And in your case, the, the very thing that kind of started you on this journey of seeking the answers, that near-miss you know, accident uh, situation, you heard a voice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so that's different than the gut feeling. It's a hearing thing. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the system. Uh, and then some people will see uh, the the third eye is often called the eye because it's a seeing uh, center, and um, so some of us see images, some of us see the unfolding of a scene of the future, things like that, or even see a dead person. Yeah, see the spirit of a deceased person, and and. Um, so it's it's got a whole system, and and in, in the Eastern uh, mysticism, there's charts and everything. Like most everybody knows, the acupuncture. When you go to an acupuncturist, there's always that doll <laughs> mm-hmm. at the acupuncture office with the lines, the meridians, and mm-hmm. the points, and that's just the external uh, part, the closest to the skin of the body, right underneath mm-hmm. the skin, mm-hmm. becomes these fine. Uh, like fiber optic energy lines, whereas closer into the core of the body, there are bigger channels where energy flows and the chakras are connected and all of that. So this is going to be great as you both, as the movie goes out and and as your books go out. Uh, 
so. of the making of the movie as well as as what this movie is all about much more in depth in terms of integrating what everybody's talked about in the movie so who are the people uh, do you have a particular demographic <coughs> that you'd like this movie to really reach well i'd like i'd like the film to reach men michael because ah. I think I think men really need to be more in touch with their intuitive system. Yes. Um, I mean, as you know, I never intended to be in this movie. Um, I only put myself in right at the very right at the very last moment, and it was really on the advice of other people that I did that. But now, being the person that, if you like, guides the audience through the film, being in the film myself, I've come to realise that that. Um, that's actually made the film more accessible to men. Yes. And I, I do believe that if men can start to understand intuition and start to trust it and work with it, um, they're going to be much happier. There's going to be less aggression, competitiveness, violence, um, you know, male kind of, you know, negative male energy, not positive yes. male energy, but negative male energy is going to start to whittle away. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I just, uh, to answer your question, I, you see, I, I started off an ordinary bloke, and <laughs> <laughs> hopefully I still am, but, but through, the, through the process of making the film, I have changed. Now, people can change as well. They don't need to make a film to, to, to change. All they need to yes. do is to take on some very basic kind of uh, concepts and run with them and start to realize that, in fact, they work. You know, and you and I have talked about testing intuition on small things and mm -hmm. seeing seeing that it works. Um, little things like um, Dr. Rita Louise in, in the film talks about, um, you know, you might have an instinctive response to take your umbrella uh, to work, even though all of the forecasts and so forth say it's going to be a fine day. And then, sure enough, the heavens <laughs> open up <laughs> the day and think, damn, I should have taken my umbrella. <laughs> um, you know, and the heavens are laughing at you. <laughs> exactly. Um, heavens are I mean, saying, we warned you. <laughs> well, exactly. And, and, and you know, Source does test you. And it gives you these little cha challenges and tests all, all the time, as you know. Look, one of the little games I play is this, and, and that's parking. You know, I'll, nice. go into, I'll go into a parking lot, and it's absolutely packed. You know, it's a Saturday morning, and it's... Um, you know, in a very popular shopping mall or whatever, and there's not a park to be seen. And you go, right, I need to go to the supermarket. The ideal park is going to be right here. That will be that will be the place where I have to walk the, the least distance to get to the main entrance of, the, of uh, that supermarket. And then, you know, Jennifer will say, you're not going to get a park. You're not going to get a park. And, <laughs> and I turn into that, into that aisle and... It's absolutely jammed, and there's not one parking spot free at all. And as I'm going down slowly, suddenly somebody in front of me pulls out and just in the exact spot where I wanted to park. And now that happens time and time again. And some people might say, well, you're just lucky. But, mm -hmm. but you know, as, um, as Lee Carroll, who channels for Cryon, says in my film, there's no luck about it. You know, I'm, I'm working with my intuition. Yes, and what I do believe is that is that when you get to a point of alignment with with your intuitive system, these kind of things happen all the time, and yeah. then it's no longer luck; it is an alignment of energy that is working with you. And essentially, what I think is happening is that Source is saying, oh, "All right, we're here. We're working with you, mate. Um, you know, we'll give you this parking spot here, but just acknowledge." that this wasn't happenstance. This is us working with you. So go out now and do bigger things. Exactly. Yeah. And this is, this is the beginning. What you're describing is really the beginning of a new science, the future of science, because science up to this point has been the analytical, methodological, you know, if I can't hold it in my hand, it doesn't exist, all that kind of stuff. But this... When it's the system, it could be studied, and anyone could study it. And 
you know, just even at the level of practicing parking spaces, intuitive parking spaces. The flip side of this, I was just thinking when you were telling the story about getting that parking space, you know, if I turn left here or go over there, boom, it's there. The flip side of that is I was riding, driving with uh, five other psychics. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And we were all starving. And we're... We weren't, we weren't thinking, we were so busy working, and then we're going to go on a dinner break, and we're going, okay, let's go to this restaurant. Well, we, of course, picked one of the most popular restaurants in town in the dinner time, right? And we only have an hour, uh, just over an hour, to have dinner, you know, park, have dinner, and go back to teach. So we're gone, and then we get to the main main street where the restaurant is, it's packed. There's not a parking spot to be seen anywhere. And we go, oh, I said, anybody call on their parking angels? And they look at each other. Oh, no, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> and so so then, well, we only have this much time. We need a spot right now. And everybody uh, to themselves, they go, okay, we'll, we'll mock up a parking spot. And... Within seconds, I'm driving slower to see if anybody's going to leave. People are running out of the restaurant, jumping (laughs) in their cars. (laughs) There was at least half a dozen cars in this one small section that just drove away in front of us. Now we had to choose which parking spot shall we take. (laughs) But, you know, according to the system, the personal guidance system, that's different than having the intuition, oh, there's going to be a parking spot there, but it's still part of the system. Just like in the uh, analogy of the GPS system, it's a two-way communication. With GPS, let's say we set it for a certain destination, like a certain restaurant, and it's taking us there, and then we decide, no, we want to go to this other restaurant. So then we communicate through the GPS, to that satellite in the sky, oh, we changed our destination. And then GPS tells us, okay, in that case, you go this way. And so so this both sides of the experience, yours, multi- multitude of times when you just know, okay, I got to go this way to get a parking spot, and there's one waiting for you. And then my experience of a bunch of us decide, we ask. You know the saying, ask and you shall receive. That's part of the intuition process. There's the receiving side, but there's also the asking side. And when you get your parking spots, oh, that's because you already had asked for a parking spot. And our response, we asked for it because we forgot about it. And then once we asked, boom, it was answered instant, instantaneously. And we have lots of answers. And Michael, have you ever thought that you and your four other psychics in that car are really very, very mean people because you disrupted the dinner of all of those people? (laughs) You know, they they probably ran out without giving a proper tip or they probably (laughs) left their dessert half eaten or... (laughs) Yes. See, this is how psychic psychic and intuitive you are, Bill. That's what happened. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when we got into the restaurant, yeah. we didn't know there was a whole line of people waiting for their table. Mm-hmm. And we walked in, and the hostess just came right up to me and said, oh, uh, party of five, uh, right this way. And we just followed her in, mm-hmm. and we didn't have reservations or anything. And it wasn't until we were being served that, wait a minute, wasn't there a whole line of people waiting for a table? How do we get this table? Isn't that interesting? It's a yeah, yeah, uh, because because those people fled because <laughs> because they they had to give up their parking spot for you. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> well, this is truly creating your life, uh, just using your thoughts and, and intuition. Uh, intuition. Yeah, that's that. It's incredibly powerful. And what people don't realize is just how powerful it is and how accessible it is. Um, yeah. And you don't need to be, you know, um, a master psychic such as yourself, Michael. I mean, you, know, you can you can do things 
You are extraordinary. There's no doubt. There's absolutely no doubt. You are extraordinary. I, in multiple lifetimes, I could never do what you do. Um, <laughs> but, but I guess what I'm saying is that, that every, everybody, everybody who's listening to this right now, as you know, everybody has psychic abilities. You've said this time and again. Yes. And intuition is, is a psychic ability. Everybody has that ability. And all they need to do is just do some very, very basic, simple things, some of which are touched on in my film. I talk about stop, listen, ask, trust, and follow. Um, all I need to do is just do some very, very simple things, and they will begin to access their intuitive system and things such as we're talking about become possible. They become very possible. In fact, they become very ordinary. Yes. You know, as Carolyn May says in the film, intuition is ordinary. It is God in your DNA. I love that term. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's yes. I call, I call intuition DDMs, direct divine messaging. Ah, I like that. To yes. use a, a social media term. Yes. Um, because at its core, I believe intuition is a messaging service. It's Absolutely. A mes- it's a messaging service from the divine to keep us safe, number one, and to keep us on our purpose and on our path. Exactly. And that's why, like you said at the very beginning of the show today, Bill, that you know the difference between when you were living less intuitively and now when you're living almost entirely intuitively is you're much happier and that's just one benefit so every time you're following that intuition the end result people shouldn't get stuck on uh, gee I should have turned left but my trusted my intuition turned right and it took me on a detour well I've had that experienced many times but I don't ever invalidate that because almost invariably afterwards sometimes a few minutes later sometimes you know days or even months later I get the validation that oh just like you in the accident almost accident time if I had gone the way the right way I would have been killed or I would have been hurt Mm -hmm. and and uh, intuition is much bigger. It works on a much bigger level. So it's not just is it exactly, you know, did the uh, Tigers win the World Series? And, you know, is, uh, was it six to five? Well, my intuition was wrong. No, it's not like that. It's, it's much more, you know, your intuition's working because you're happier mm-hmm. as you follow it. And things, your life goes more. Uh, in line with what you're here for. I wanted to also add that um, in spite of what we talked about a minute ago about what happened in the restaurant, intuition, mm. your intuition never, ever hurts anyone. Exactly. Mm. Mm. Yeah. No, it's um, it's very, very true, Raphael. It, it's, um, you know, one of the things that, that I've come to realize now that I do live intuitively, and I do live intuitively, is that I, I'm... I, I no longer get disappointed. I don't get disappointed yes. in myself, and I don't get disappointed in other people. Um, That's huge. It's really huge. And and you talked before about happiness. Um, that's made me enormously happy because what the the flip side of of being disappointed is is being judgmental. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm I'm disappointed because that person has a better car than than me. Exactly. Uh, I'm disappointed because that person got a job break that I didn't get, or whatever. Or let um, you down. Yeah, yeah. And if you if you take that judgment out of the equation, then you don't get disappointed anymore. And you, you know, which is part of a detachment of of emotion and. And that just leaves you feeling enormously light. You know, yes. suddenly a whole lot of burdens get taken off your shoulders and you just feel light. And nothing nothing really bothers you anymore. Exactly. You know, that, that person got, a, you know, a, an advancement in a job that you could have got. Celebrate that. Yeah. You know, celebrate it and, and be thankful that that person has got that. Um, yeah. Michael, I've got to say, I've, I've learned so much from you. 
<laughs> I, I was thinking the same yeah. about you. Because <laughs> what you just said about disappointment and not having that following intuition, that's so huge. It's actually monumental. And you could we could do several shows just on that, but you you might have to write a book just on that too. Yeah. Times well, you know, look, you you were you were instrumental in my in, in a great shift in me. Uh, we won't we don't have time to go into the full story, but you cleared, you energetically, mystically cleared <laughs> a chronic cough that I had that I'd had for eighteen months and no doctors could fix it. And you fixed it in one session. And I have to say that was that was a huge turnaround for me, the way you did that. I was coughing up blood, as you know. Yes. And within one session, you just fixed that. You went back into my past lives and you saw what the traumas were that were causing it, and you got rid of those. And that was a big turnaround for me. Oh, that's... <laughs> and I've, I've spoken to anybody who'll listen and just say, look, you know, you cannot discount this stuff. No. That's so wonderful <laughs> of you to say, Bill. Um, and just in case anyone is thinking about calling Michael for a session, he is actually retired from giving sessions. Um, this was something special that we did for Bill when he came for the filming. Because that's, the that's following my intuition. Once in a while, it's not about the healing uh, or fixing or working on people. It's it's about the communication. And that's what really healed you, uh, Bill. It's not something I did so much as you were ready, you asked for it, and it was given. And I'm just the, I'm the messenger in that situation. Yeah. Well, well, time's flying by right now, and we're at the end of the show, if you can believe it. We'll just, have to have another one. We have to have you back again, Bill. There's so much to explore and discover about living our lives by following our intuition as our personal guidance system. Raphael, if I could just uh, say, if people are interested in viewing the film, just go onto the website, pgsthemovie.com, yes, and thank you. Um, there's uh, information there on how they can see the film. All right, and you can also learn more about Bill and his movies, books, and everything else at billbennett.com.au. And mark your calendars tomorrow, Thursday, May 10th, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can join Michael and myself for our first teleclass of a new series open to everyone. You might be more psychic than you think, developing your soul abilities for your spiritual growth and fulfillment. Um, and just go to our website, www.michaeltamura.com. And next week, we have It's a Sign, Synchronicity and Spiritual Guidance. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. Thank you so much, Bill Bennett, for being on our show today. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It's been a real privilege. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.